0: Everybody. Welcome to DriveThruReview559. Today we're going to take a look at No Siesta, since so this is kind of like La Graña the dice game. Uh, it only really mir- mirrors uh, La Grana in terms of the theme and uh, you kind of working a farm and so on. Uh, it, it's almost like kind of a Yahtzee game, but not really. It's got a lot more to it than that. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into some of the mechanics and take a look at it and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, here's just about everything that you get in the game of La Graña, No Siesta. So the first thing you're going to notice is each player is going to get a little player board here, and this is going to indicate the different goods and things that they can acquire uh, during the round. Now you have in your supply here four discs to kind of mark that as you collect the goods from these dice, which I'll explain here in a minute. You will also have three of these discs kind of off in the general supply, that you can acquire throughout the course of the game to give you more access to different things. And you will also be using these discs to kind of mark this board here. Now this is sort of an in-game scoring board. You can see you get points for different things that you're gonna do uh, throughout the game. And then everybody's gonna have one disc on this board here. This is called the Siesta Track. And as you sort of acquire these hats, you move up here. So you'll move your disc up this as you go along and collect dice. And then whenever you hit one of these markers here, Then you're going to get another disc into your collection, so you're going to have some spares to add to the end game scoring. And then the game is going to end immediately once somebody here hits the end. And you can see these are worth one point each for as far as you've traversed along this path here. Now, this is the two to four player side. There is a solo game as well. I've not played the solo game, so I can't speak to that, but I will talk about the other player counts. Uh, So that's that there. So how is the game actually going to work? Well, you have these pads here, or these, these pieces of paper in this, thankfully, gigantic pad. So there's a bunch of these, you can see they're double-sided, so you won't run out of this anytime soon. And you're going to be rolling dice and marking these off, similar to, like, Yahtzee or Roll Through the Ages, that kind of thing. Uh, so how it works is you're going to take one, two dice per player and then an extra die. So in a two-player game, we'll have a total of five dice there. And then the start player is going to get this, and then they are going to roll the dice. So we're going to roll that, and then players are going to then take turns uh, choosing uh, a die in the middle. So maybe I will choose this one here, and you can see that has a little pig on there. So I'm going to go ahead and then move my disc here to uh, the pig slot. So I've taken that, and then I'll set the dice off to the side there. And so then the other player, maybe they will choose here instead uh, the donkey. And then back to the start player, they're going to roll the dice again. and we're going to roll it like this. And then we're going to take turns again. So this face of the die actually gives you two things. You can see this here. It's kind of like wheat plus uh, vegetables there. So you can actually mark these with two of your discs. So you'll take two of your discs there and mark those. Now, it's worth noting that you cannot take the same thing that you already had. So if, again, if I had rolled, let's say, all pigs again, I would be out of luck because I can't take a second pig uh, for my round. And then the other player is going to take this one. Maybe they're going to take here. Uh, this grape and they'll mark the grape there finally you're going to be have a die remaining and the start player again is going to take and roll that again and let's just pretend there that we got the hat and so then everybody at that point can mark whatever uh was showing there in this case this case everybody could mark the hat so at this point let's say we've just marked a few different things we've marked here the vegetables the uh, wheat and then let's say the pig here and then the hat so now we're going to everybody's going to take a look at their sheet And you can start marking things off here. So we can see we got a pig and a wheat there. So as we do that, we can just kind of discard uh, these off of our little player board, So we've used those up. And then you're going to go ahead and mark these off here. And this will show you, uh, you know, different things that you're going to kind of unlock. So let's just kind of walk through uh, this, this board here or this piece of paper. Now, for the most part, you can mark this stuff off in any order you pretty much want. But let's start here with this roof area. Here, you're going to mark it off left to right. So as you get coins, and you can see there's a symbol for a coin on the die, you're going to start marking these off left to right. So as you fill these up, you're going to get points there at the end of the game, and then you're going to be able to grab roof tiles to add here. So as I've marked these two off, I can grab a roof tile from the supply. Now, all of these are face down here, but you're going to take one randomly. For example, like this one might give you two extra coins, and this one might give you two pigs, and you don't have to actually use these right away. You're going to put these uh, face up, on your boards maybe this one just gives you an extra point and so on so if we mark this we'll take this roof tile here and then now we have this sort of special ability that we can then flip down and activate uh, once per game this one actually allows you to move here any disc that you've got you know left or right you can move one disc two spaces left or right or maybe two discs right and one disc left that kind of thing so you're going to get these roof tiles and these are going to give you special abilities now the next thing you might mark off are these here which I showed you and these are your helpers. Now in the basic game everybody's going to have their own little supply of helpers and everybody gets the same ones. They have these backs on them so the red player will just grab theirs with the red back and so on. And so once you start crossing these off then you can start to put these here. And these give you kind of sort of permanent abilities uh, that you can uh, use throughout the game. So this one you can see allows you to move something left or right in terms of your discs. This one allows you to convert these crates into hats, and the crates are kind of like wilds, except they can't be hats, but if you have this, then they can be hats. Uh, this one here, if we got this one, you when you take a roof tile, you draw two, keep one, and discard one, and then as you can see, as you fill these up, you get more points for filling these up. So these two areas are really good to kind of go for sort of early on in the game. They give you special abilities and things that you can use. Now here is kind of the little field areas here. We've got a, all the different kind of fruits and vegetables and things. As you sort of fill these up, you're going to do these left to right again. And you're going to mark these, and this is going to be one point, basically, per column. Pretty simple. And the same thing down here with the pigs and the donkeys. You're going to fill these up. So these are going to be worth one point each for here and here. And then we're going to look up here into kind of like the shipping area. And this is a very interesting kind of thing because you need to get three of a thing but all at once and so how might you say would you be able to do that well you can see you got some roof tiles here that give you double of a thing and again these other things they allow you to move uh, the disc left and right so you can get extras as you spend them and then as you fill these up then you're going to be able to get these crates and these crates again are then wild that you can re-spend as anything except for hats unless you have this so once you do this these are going to work two points each as well And so this is an interesting area to go to. Now the last area here is a little bit of a race aspect here. So you can see you need these kind of different collections of goods. So you need like these olives and the wheat and the fruit and all that stuff. And then down here maybe you need a hat or two wheat or some coins and different things. This is more animal focused down here with all the pigs. Now once you get all of these marked off and you have a donkey to kind of deliver that. Now this bottom one you can see needs three and this one needs two. Then... Whoever the first one to do it is, is going to get, in this case, five points, and then three points for the next player, and then seven and five, and then nine and seven here. So there's kind of a race to get to these to get a lot of big points that way. Now, there are abilities and things that allow you to actually ignore the donkeys here. Here's this guy. So there's a helper there that allows you to actually ignore the donkey requirement uh, there. And then you just have to get the goods now you can also see that you get a sort of a wild good here and then you're able to send a disc to uh, the end game bonus scoring area and here you can take one of your discs and then you're going to get certain amount of points this is one point uh, per disc that you have that's not in your market there but it's in your supply this one kind of gives you like an extra point for uh, these the different harvest goods there and the different animals one point per roof tile this is one point again for these different helper tiles here and then an extra point for any of those, those long distance ones where you had to have the three of a kind on the single turn. And then you just keep playing until somebody gets to the end here. And again, you get a point for each one of these. You add up all the points from the here and then also any points that you've got here, you know, marked on your, your player sheet there. Uh, at the end of the round, this will pass to the next player. They will become the start player. And there is an advanced variant here where you're going to take some of these, uh, gray helper tiles and then take uh, one or two sets of just any player's helper tiles but then you're going to put these in the middle of the board face up so when you acquire a helper tile uh, then you're going to draw from kind of like a community supply everybody doesn't have the exact same and you know you can try to take one before somebody else gets it okay so that is a no siesta uh the first thing i should mention is i do think you should play with the advanced game but i would say you should probably play it uh with just the kind of the basic game where everybody has their own helper tiles uh, to start with and then you can kind of move into the advanced game because there's a certain kind of pacing and things that's going to happen uh, that is probably good to get familiar with uh, i think this is a really a great game i don't typically go for these games where you roll dice and cross things off like Yahtzee style games uh this has some cool elements to it. A couple of those are the drive, excuse me, the dice drafting element. And that's a very interesting kind of thing where maybe you're taking a certain dice that somebody else might need, or you know maybe you have some decisions on your own, uh, which dice is, is going to be better for you, whether you can maybe try to score a quick point, get a roof tile, you know, work towards getting a helper early on, uh, build out those uh, those deliveries because uh, some of the stuff you have to do in order, and so it's like, well, I better take it now because you know I may not get this dice again, and this is going to move me along, uh, you know, on my way. Uh, so it's got kind of lots of different ways to score points and lots of different ways to kind of drive your engine that a lot of these games don't usually have. They don't usually have this kind of this much kind of crammed into uh, you know this is kind of about a half hour filler or so um, i would say i haven't played solitaire, but two three four players doesn't really seem to affect the time it's you know basically simultaneous action selection everybody does their thing um like getting back to the advanced game part of it I, I think that adds just that extra layer of interest because uh, i can see it possibly getting kind of samey you know especially for like a filler uh, with you, everybody just had like the same abilities every, every round or every game. Uh, but kind of mixing those up and adding some into the general supply and people are going to be taking different ones at different moments. Uh, you know, you could probably end up getting into a rut, you know, maybe after, I don't know, four or five plays or something of the basic game, like I'm going to do this helper and then this, you know, try to get this roof tile and, you know, you just kind of get kind of a routine, whereas you have multiple players kind of going for, uh, different cool abilities, uh, that, that makes it more interesting. Uh, so definitely graduate into that once you kind of feel comfortable with the game. Uh, but yeah, it's really great. They give you a ton of stuff and, you know, a bunch of, uh, paths to mark off. So you're not going to run out and they're double-sided. So that's good. Uh, it's kind of a nice pack, uh, bang for your buck kind of thing. I think this is a good, uh, lunchtime game. It would work great at lunch. And uh, the thing that we actually played it uh, in a bar and, uh, that was really great because it didn't take up a whole lot of room just a couple of spaces for the little boards a little spot for the dice a couple of piles of tokens not very much room at all just our drinks and then uh, you know the game pieces and it worked great and you can sit there and kind of chat and uh you know play the game and it's definitely engaging enough to keep you interested through the half hour or so that it's going to play uh, so i would definitely take a look this is one of the better uh you know traditional style fillers that i've played uh, in a while so that's No Siesta. Thanks.